This is Randy Bullock, a.k.a. Fat Elvis, and you're listening to the Gentle Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Oh, 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 my calf. Ouch, ouch. Stop, stop. This is the Gentle Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Gentle Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your commissioner and host, Fat Duds. Thanks for your patience. We're finally back. Week 7, about to get kicked off tonight. I've got a very special guest with me today. And, uh, Jeez, fat duds. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. We're going to have to call you blimp duds. You've really, you really blown up. Well, you know, I like to eat my feelings. And when your team scores 69 points in a week, you be eaten. Um, Is that a Drake song, Eat My Feelings? Oh, that's In My Feelings. I think it's a Drake album. Uh, the yeah. whole thing. Fat Drake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coming quarter one, 2022. I bet that will be a meme. Is it? Dude, I don't even know. I'm so ready for 2020 to be over. Dude, 2020 has been what a year. What a year. Train wreck I... much? <laughs> so first it started with Kobe Bryant getting shot and killed out of the air. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> oh wait, he was shot and killed. Yeah, police gunned him down out of the air. Um, oh, that's right, that's right. And then the riots started. Yeah, and then the Chinese sent over the COVID. The rest is history. Um, but anyway, here we are, smack dab in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I got to introduce my guest. He's the manager of the thirteenth place team. Farting butts. How you doing, sir? All right. I'm here, and I meant to change my team name right before this, uh, but I can do it right after, because you won't be hearing this until after anyway. I don't have Wi-Fi at the moment, so I can't really do anything. So I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm off, off book. I'm off page right now. All right. What will I say next? He's off loose cannon. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be TFB Team Final Breath. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. That's that's my name. Team Final Breath. Um, my uh, I changed my team name. I change it every time I lose. So this is the third iteration. We're now. I was gonna. W- that's funny because I was gonna wait until I won to change mine, but you will, we can get into that. Be waiting a while. Um, who? You did win once. Who'd you beat? Last season. <laughs> no, <laughs> you have one win this year. I don't think so. You're one in five. Oh, well, I guess I haven't been paying attention. You accidentally won. Must have been Kevin last week. I think it was Kevin. Oh, wait, no, you beat Jaren. Ah. Uh, yeah, you beat Jaren last <laughs> week. For your first win. You're on a win that's streak, right, dude. Right. You and Koopa. No. No, I lost this week. I don't know. I'm not looking at no, it. No, wait. You won. You. It says week six. You beat Jaronavirus. Jaren's now on a five-year losing streak. Clearly, I'm keeping streak. up to date. 
<laughs> well, congrats. I'm glad I could be the one to inform you that you won last week. At least your, That's exciting. Your Wi-Fi has wow. been down. Jaren, you lost to a winless Wi-Fi-less team. So that makes you feel... <laughs> We we rushed Jaren on the Wi-Fi. We rushed Jaren pretty hard on this uh, show, yeah. as you'll see later in my ad segment, if I get around to completing it, <laughs> which I may not. Um, but let's uh, let's go ahead and go over the team rankings here. Uh, since we don't have Brim here, we can uh, finally get down to brass tacks and actually talk some football. Oh, good goody. Uh, unless Brim decides to call in mid-show. But we intentionally recorded this during the day when Brim is scrubbed into the operating room. Um, but anyway, starting from the bottom, uh, King Koopa... Actually, I, w- I wanted to mention before we go into that, right now there are four 5-1 and one teams, six 3-3 three and three teams, and four 1-5 and five teams. So it is... Hey. Perfectly balanced right now, as all things should be. Quote to quote. Are you saying there's a chance for us at the bottom? No. <laughs> I'm quoting <laughs> Thanos. Um, <laughs> perfectly balanced. Uh, yeah. So there, there's four at the top, four at the bottom, and then six in the middle. Um, so we can go ahead and start with the lowest four, just to recap. Um, the four one and five teams. I'm going to call this group the lowest level vermin of the league. So uh, we can just to. You know, I used to be Mr. Vermin, and then I was Dr. Vermin. Yes, so and now this you're well worn territory <laughs> for me. This is my stomping grounds. Right. Yes, you're uh, very much familiar with being labeled as a vermin. Um, so again, we'll uh, we'll start. There is one vermin. <laughs> One lowly rat below you. Um, his name is King Koopa. And he's 1-5. Oh he just got his first win. A statement win. Um, he was actually the leading scorer last week. Somehow beat the first place team. Previous first place team. Hundreds of Wasps. Um, I really don't know. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to figure out how this happened. To such a great man. Hundreds of Wasps. Our fearless leader. Taken down by a lowly, lowly sewer rat. Um, but looking at it, he had Lamar Jackson, 28 points. Justin Jefferson, 35 points. God. Who? Rookie wide receiver for the Minnesota. Rookie wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he, <laughs> Is that Lil Wayne? <laughs> no, that's... Um, Cardi B? No. Who's That's the Justin Who's the fat the the latest fat rat? Uh, oh, Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah, yeah. Lizzo. Um Lizard. <laughs> pancake. So Lizzo uh, would be a name for like a pet gecko or a pet bearded dragon or a 450-pound hip-hop pop singer. Uh, Justin Jefferson 35 points, 166 yards, two touchdowns, nine receptions versus the Falcons. So that won't be happening every week. Um, well, it will be happening every week versus the Falcons, but it 
won't, won't, probably won't last for Koopa. Um, Unfortunately, there's this Georgia State curse that's be gaining more and more traction. Like we're all, all, all of us are obviously aware of it. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's really gaining traction on the internet, though, like through Barstool and stuff. Yeah. Which makes it real. Which is not good for the dogs. No, it's or any of us. It's it's thing that's lingering overhead. It's it's not just losing. It's like heart wrenching, blown loss losing or blown blown lead losing. Blown wins, yeah. Yeah, like what the the Braves were up three one in that series. They just needed to win one game. Um, I which is the worst thing in sports because that's like the mental game, which is you know ninety percent of the game is mental or whatever, and uh, that's the epitome of like getting the yips. Yeah. blowing it at the end of the game and now that it's yep. in everyone's yeah. brain the Braves you know, 3-1 blew it I, I kind of take partial blame for that because as I didn't watch until they were up 3-1 to one, and every single game I watched they lost so I never saw them have actually played good they just got swept as far as I was aware <laughs> yeah oh dude I saw a news headline that the Lakers won the NBA Finals, and I was like, "Wait, I thought the NBA was still canceled." <laughs> I didn't. Even, I I literally didn't even know that the finals were going on, much less the entire NBA season. Yeah, that's what they said. So, if a if a lake if the Lakers win the NBA championship and nobody's watching, did it actually happen? Uh, the, in my opinion, no. No, <laughs> the the ratings were like. Horrendously Bismo. low, they were. They were. I don't know. The uh, Barstool Sports even made like an effort to not even talk about it because they hate LeBron and they hate the Lakers, so they oh, kind of like buried it too. It's a good idea, and yeah, no one, no one even knew it happened. People are watching football though, right? Yeah, people are watching a lot of football. I think baseball ratings have been decent. No one cared at all. Did you watch any basketball this year? It was weird. No, I didn't. I didn't know it was happening. It it looked Until like I saw a video. I saw a video of LeBron smoking a cigar, laying on the ground. I was like, "What? Yeah, that looks dumb." And it's like, "Oh, they won. Oh, well, they won the finals. Oh, that already happened." Yeah, it was weird. It was like the same time that like the Stanley Cup was apparently happening as well. It was really weird. There was a lot of sports on, but no one was really tuning into much other than football. Right. Yeah. It's usually the most exciting, you know, playoffs and finals like hockey and basketball all at the same time, World Series. Yeah. But uh, no one's paying attention. So, I mean, you know, it's the idea of the dogs make it to the natty. Let's pretend. And then they win. All right. Now you're really pretending. And now I'm really pretending, but the thing is, is anyone going to be watching? Are people going to oh, be yes. paying attention? Are people watching football? People are watching gobs of be football. Like, oh, they they won the corona year, though. Put an asterisk on it. Yeah. That's what they're going to say. So this Thus far, corona hasn't really affected football enough, I think, to cause asterisks, especially in the NFL. The Pac-12 and Big Ten, like, delayed their season start, but... 
as far as SEC, ACC goes, all that has seemed legitimate thus far. So I think the Cowboys are going to use that, though, because they're going to, like, didn't Dak get Corona really bad in his foot? <laughs> yeah, didn't you see? You, it, uh, Another team is falling apart. Yeah. He got really bad. He got had a really bad um, COVID open fracture dislocation of his ankle. Oh, Happened live it. on broadcast. Um, hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we do hate to see it because now we have to see Andy Dalton play the remaining <laughs> remaining 15 primetime games the Cowboys have on their schedule. Is it? It's, he looks like... It looks like one of those Halloween masks that have been popping up on, you know, Instagram and stuff. Where like real life, you know, like the the old grandpa with the yeah the skin mold you put on your face that looks kind of real but kind of fake. It's like just... uh, <laughs> the hobbits in the new Hobbit movies. Yeah, I say new Hobbit movies, the most recent hobby movie, hobby movies, and yeah, you could just like doesn't look right. Right, that's what Andy like Dalton it's looks like, like the. The, Something about his brow. Yeah, like the forehead nerve. doesn't move right, like because it's not actual muscles and nerves in it. It's just a rubber stuck on brow. Yeah, no, he definitely has like Cro-Magnon jeans. Heavy. Yeah, that's a thing. Like some people have more Cro-Magnon jeans than others, because like back in the day, right, right, you know. Pre-COVID, you know, when when Homo sapiens and Cro-Magnons were inter-banging. <laughs> I think there's a more scientific term than that, but no, that's what we use in evolutionary bio. Yeah, inter-banging. Yeah, they. Uh, it, it was nasty stuff. You didn't want to watch it, but it happened. Um, Incest. And but it was kind of like, uh, is it? It's been a while since I took that class too, but it was like. Um, yeah, kind of like when a horse and a donkey have a baby that creates a mule. That's sort of what Andy right. Dalton is. It's really strong, but it's dumb and docile <laughs> and completely infertile. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it's born without genitalia, internal <laughs> I mean, or if external. You're, if you're a redheaded Cro-Magnon, that's basically a mule equivalent. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Andy Dalton's mom is a Cro-Magnon <laughs> and dad is a homo sapien and they interbanged. Oh, incredible. Yeah. See, you never know what you're going to learn on the podcast. Yep. Woo! Uh-oh. Is it too early? Uh, never too early to crack <laughs> a lime green, green tea aha caffeinated seltzer. Tell what it was. Oh, I know that. I just I didn't even see it. I just heard the crack. Oh, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> anyway, one of these things. Oh, yeah. Moving forward. Moving forward. Enough about. How did we even get on the subject? What we were talking about, uh, like deep fake face Cowboys, masks. Cowboys, deep fake. Uh, Trace back, uh, COVID. Sports, COVID. Nolan, oh, Nolan's team scoring 142 points. Weird year. Nolan's team is the cro- red-headed Cro-Magnon of our league. 
<laughs> Pretty much. Um, anyway, all right. Moving on to 13th place. This is a team I think you know dearly. They just pulled down their first win. Um, you know them. You love them. TFB, Team Final Breath. Here we are. We're still breathing, baby. <laughs> Uh, you finally beat Jerona Virus, or you finally won your first game, dropped him to one and five. <laughs> we could just talk about you, and, <laughs> you and Jared, the other low-level vermin. Um, so you were, <laughs> you were lump o- us together, lump all four of us together. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're yeah, it's ver- it's all vermin, vermin all the way down. Um, <laughs> you. Jaren is so down on his team, he uh, definitely hates them deeply. Uh, which means I should probably look in there and see if there's anyone he wants to trade. Um, oh, I don't want any of these bums. <laughs> <laughs> the running backs he's starting this week are Adrian Peterson and Boston Scott. Is that Boston Rob's cousin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From it is. Survivor? Yes. You weren't there, but that joke was made at the draft when I drafted Boston Scott. (laughs) Uh, But it's still hot. It's still good. No one was listening to me anyway. It's still hot. Yeah. And they're not listening to this either. (laughs) It's still a fresh joke. (laughs) Anyone out there who did hear it or thought of it, it's still fresh. It's fresh. Fresher than Boston Rob is relevant still. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Yeah, Jaron appears to be struggling at every position, uh, especially this week. <laughs> so he, he drafted Miles Sanders and Jonathan Taylor. I remember looking several weeks ago like, oh, Jaron's actually pretty set at running back. Maybe I, can, uh, maybe I can trade him and get some running back depth. And then Miles Sanders got hurt. Jonathan Taylor's on by. So now he's starting Boston Scott, Mariano, and... Adrian Peterson. His quarterback's oh. Tom Brady. Oh. He's he's flexing autistic pooper. Oh, no. Not starting him in his tight end slot. He's flexing a tight end. And it's <laughs> Austin Hooper. <laughs> not even that's last not a, That's not good. Surely he can find better than that on the waiver wire. Ooh, that's like throwing in the towel, kind of. Pretty much. I think he's just, there. he's just taking an L this week. One and six, coming soon. That's what Seth was saying. We'll get, we'll get up to his team. He's like, I guess I'm just going to be eating L's until so-and-so comes back. He definitely <laughs> ate the L last week, which I kind of looked, and there are probably four players on IR on his team, um, but we'll get to them shortly. He's been decimated. Uh <laughs> Well, you've been twenty twenty, de- man. You've twenty twenty, kind of decimated as well. Um, yeah, even if I had Saquon, I would still be getting roasted. I'm pretty sure. Well, Deshaun. I Watts, keep looking yeah. at my team. Sorry, I just keep looking at my team. Like this team is good. This is one of the best teams I've had in a long time, and I keep losing. I think I'm scoring a lot of points, but everyone else is scoring more points. For our fourteen man league. Maybe 14, right? Yeah. I was like, did we go to 12? Because I feel like everyone's scoring so high. It used to be if you're yeah. over 100, I feel like you were sitting pretty. It went People up. scoring more. When we went to um, 
half PPR, people got more points. That's, but I think overall it does seem like more points get scored. We've been doing half PPR for a couple seasons now. I, know. I think I'd get used to it. It's so weird how it, how it, you know, the difference between like an 80-point week and a 130-point week is like one guy getting two touchdowns and then like your defense like accidentally getting 10 points and then that gives you the win. Like, right. For but instance, at the same time, there's still these people on our league getting over 120 and every week, like every week that's happening and then every week there's people getting under 80. Yeah. Like there's that spread is there every week. I would wager. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of it just seems like did you get lucky with touchdowns this week, um, or and what did your such doo-doo is, players do? Yeah, like, such like last week. Football. Yeah, my my doo-doo players got me six total points. I got four from Indy's defense, two from Steven Goskowski, and my tight end Mike Gesicki just got zero. Like he didn't even catch <laughs> catch the football. <laughs> Meanwhile, the back, the second and third string tight ends like made it rain. So, you know, that didn't help the cause at all. Other And the rest of my team just didn't really do anything. I just kept refreshing the page, and, like, the number just never went up. <laughs> <laughs> not It's not like your crypto portfolio. Right. That number go up. That this number, be. sometimes it goes down, especially if you're, like, TFB and your <laughs> defense is playing the Miami Dolphins. You sound, sounds great. Sounds like a good yeah. thing. But then uh, my defense was San Francisco. And, uh, <laughs> Did it go to you, negative? You guys remember? Yeah, we got negative. <laughs> but I was watching that game. I wasn't even watching Red Zone. I was like watching the Dolphins, just Sick. trying to relish them smoking the ex Super Bowl. Yeah, NFC champion runner ups um, at their stadium. Torched them. That was wild. And then shutting out the Jets, which was great. I still can't believe they haven't fired Adam Gase even after that. I hate that guy. He's horrible. You know, they they asked him, like, what his plan was or something, and he said, like, oh, this is only step two uh, out of step ten (laughs) or something like that. Oh, well, you better skip a couple steps. Yeah, like, what's the like, plan here, dude? What? You're like, how is he considered this offensive guru and can not score? He scores zero points. Like, his offensive yeah. rankings over the last three years were like 29th, 31st, and now he's in last. But he's like this offensive mastermind. It does. I, I have no idea. I don't You know, I just found out, I think... Actually, now that I think about it, and this may have been brought up on the podcast before, but uh, McVeigh, this dude, I can't remember, Steve? Yeah. Uh, Sean. Sean. Sean McVeigh has, like, a super memory. Have you seen that? No, is that, like... He remembers, like, every play of every game for the past 16 years. And, I mean, he's pretty good. You'd think if he had a memory like that, you'd be better. Yeah. Interesting factoid from TFB. That's I bet that's to... bullshit. <laughs> no, I lis- I listened to the interview with him, and they're like, I mean, they could have faked it, but they're like, all right, 2015, 
uh, Minnesota versus such and such fourth quarter. Really? And he's like, oh, yeah, 58 seconds left in the quarter. And uh, we ran old Steve, Stefan Diggs on a wheel route or something. What? And they're like, oh, he's right. It's like those videos. Like, of you those... remember how that game ended? And he's like, yeah, they, you know, he, he, yeah, he's got a super, super memory. Weird. Have you seen the videos of like the autistic savant kid? You ask him like, well, how many RBIs did Ken Griffey Jr. have in 1993? And he just like rattles it off. <laughs> yes. Or you ask him like, <laughs> you ask him like, um, you know, someone was born on November 8th, 1981. And he could tell you exactly how many years and days they've been alive. Like yeah. fact, factors yeah. in Schmaltz. like. 36,888 <laughs> days alive um, <laughs> on his 16,000th birthday or <laughs> birthday. Yeah, know. how old was John Schmoltz when he uh, when he hit his his 150th RBI and then he could tell you. Right. Oh, simple. <laughs> simple. Let me just factor in leap years and the year that he was out for Tommy John surgery and uh Boom. That, that reminds me of the the kid who's got the Ferris wheel, like the miniaturized fair in front of him. <laughs> Have you seen this video? No. He's just like sitting in the in his bedroom, and he's got like this table covered in like toy trains and Ferris wheels and merry-go-rounds, like a like an amusement park miniature. Yeah. And it's turning, and he's got a microphone. He's like, "Okay, let's go." I don't see that. <laughs> no. He looks all right. The best part is he looks like Brem. So <laughs> we'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes. So it's like his <laughs> autistic wonderland or something. Like yeah. Real life. Yeah. Roller coaster tycoon. Or whatever. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite memes right now. After <laughs> uh, big boy on the roof. <laughs> Still on that one. Still on it. Yeah. All right. Bump it. All right, let's uh let's get through the the final vermin um equine savior 1 and 5 uh most points against first yeah, 725 points against. He's been getting smoked. <laughs> He's had the most waiver moves. Um and from my understanding um most of those are just picking up and dropping Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> like, get a, I get an alert on my phone, like a push alert, every time someone makes any roster move. I don't know if yours does that. Same. Yeah. I meant to turn it off, but it's kind of entertaining. When it's just constantly Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> Equine Savior dropped Giovanni Bernard. Like, didn't even add anyone. Just cold, <laughs> dropped him cold. <laughs> and then picks up, like, Cody Parkey. And then, you know, a day later, <laughs> he adds, or whenever he comes off, clears waivers again, adds him again. Maybe that's just his trick. So no one, none of us ever get him. He's either right. rostered or he's on waivers. Um, yep. I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm next time he drops him. I'm gonna bid just a dollar on him and just pull him, just end his little scheme once and for all. You know how much space bucks I have? Uh, not a lot. 
I have $4 after that week two shake-up. <clears throat> Didn't really... shake-up or a shake-down? I got shook down. Who I, did you buy? I spent 96 space bucks out of 100, and I walked away with a Daryl Hendershot third <laughs> and Devonta Freeman. Wow. So, I mean, not, not the worst... You know, for they're probably top five pickups for the season. Yeah, actually, but it's not it's not saying much. Actually, not bad, all things considered. I mean, my team is just got its first one, so they're not helping enough. I'll say for ninety six dollars <laughs> for ninety six percent of my space bucks. You got two men that kind of look the same. They're two men they, with the strength of two men. <laughs> they kind of look like Jordan Peele dressed up as a football player. Mm-hmm. And they kind of play like <laughs> Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I guess they're doing okay because of volume, but like they're the kind of guy you just hand the football and he just sort of rams into the back of the guard and just sort of falls. Right. I'm pretty sure I had Daryl Henderson. Wasn't he on the Chiefs for a little bit? Dude, you're... Or is that you're, a different Daryl? There's so many Daryls, so many Williamses, Daryls, Darrells, Devontas. I don't even know which one's which. I don't care. I don't. I try to avoid them. Confusing to me. Yeah, you have yeah, to ask. Not memorable. Don't put them on your team. Yeah, the mastermind of um, Sean McVay to keep him straight. He remembers the day he was born. <laughs> Wait, he remembers the day that Daryl Henderson was born. No, no, no. Sean remembers the day that Sean was born. Daryl Henderson is six thousand four hundred thirty-eight days old. <laughs> Okay, let's go. <laughs> Daryl Henderson hit his third RBI on his 22nd birthday. Um, all right. I derailed us. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. That's why we bring a guest on, to derail. Um, We're no- 30 minutes in, and we've made it through the vermin. <laughs> all right, through the vermin. Although the, the bad teams are more fun to talk about talk about honestly that's so. true and there's there's more spewing to be done by our part at the beginning so right right our brains aren't burned up yet um yeah. our listeners brains are burned up <laughs> all right Fried, the, baby. we have six teams that are three and three um and i to just just for some for just for saving time because you know we do we're all about that on this podcast we're just going to refer to them as the middling swine. Um, so we can sort of burn through them. A lot of them are pretty unremarkable, starting with um, Lot Lizards. Actually, we kind of already talked about him. He was 3-0. Now he's 3-3. Three and three. Um, He still has a $100 bill to his name. Um, hopefully he can use some of that to wow. <laughs> pay for some orthopedic surgery for his team. Um, Nick Chubb, IR. Austin Eckler, IR. Alan Lazard, IR. Naeem Hines, not IR. Gotcha. Bye week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye week. 
Same, same. Oh my god, I'm everyone's either IR or bye week. That's what happened to him last week as well. What's he, told you, he said he's just gonna eat some L's. What is even happening? Well, he's already eaten three. How many more can he fit in his mouth? He still has Russell Wilson. He's starting Tony Pollard, even though that he's a handcuff. Wow. I mean, I would tell him to go pick up a running back, but there aren't any. Mm-hmm. He was trying to trade me. I was offering Daryl uh, Williamson yeah. the third, and he's like, okay, but I want a two for two. It's like, dude, if this was Settlers of Catan, you need my wheat, and, <laughs> you know, I've got, like, one wheat here, and that will help you a lot. You, like, you got a rock, and I'm like, whatever, I'll trade it for you. Completely terrible trade on my part. And he's like, well, I want two wheat. It's like, <laughs> no! I don't have two wheat, yeah. and you're wheat poor. Like, give me your rock or not. Exactly. Yeah, he off. sent out a message to the group like, hey, I need two running backs. And then everyone's like, yeah, I need any, you know, everyone needs one. Right. <laughs> He's asking the audience who, and we're all wheat poor. Um, we've all got pockets full of rocks and he's offering his rocks for wheat. Um, right. It's like, dude, we have rocks. Everyone needs wheat right now. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled the brim. He built, he built his initial house and road on, on the desert. <laughs> you know you're, there's, a, 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 there's a strategy to building your road, bro. You know that, right? <laughs> oh? There's strategy to most of need... this, bro. <laughs> uh, wait, I can't build a house wherever I want? <laughs> well, first they're called settlements, and no, you can't. <laughs> Wait, which color am I? <laughs> um, Brim, you're orange. You've been building roads for me for the last three rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, you're really helping my cause here. Uh... <laughs> uh, fun game. Try to play build... With. Intersections, it's like Brim. No, 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 no. You're, you're not. This isn't Sims. This isn't your personal little amusement park. <laughs> this is a strategy game. <laughs> no, no, because I want the cars to drive right here, so they can go to the desert. And then the Ferris wheel will go right here. <laughs> Just kind of ignore him. <laughs> Let him play his own game. <laughs> Let him build the roads wherever he wants. Soon he'll get distracted and make like little objects with the free pieces he has. And, uh, yeah, he's he's just stacking on like Jenga. <laughs> I built a guy with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! Oh wow! Brandon, so please, adults are talking. <laughs> <laughs> adults are trying to trade here. Um, Sorry about that, G-Pup. No, I will not give you my only wheat for your rocks. You can keep your rocks. They're all on IR. 
Anyway. I'll give you wheat. I like to have walks. <laughs> yeah, hit up for him. He might. Um. <laughs> Wait. All right. So taking that analogy to real life, hey Seth, you should ask Brim for some running backs. Right. I guarantee he doesn't have any. Okay. But he has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, David Montgomery, and Zach Moss. So he's not doing too hot himself. Did we go to high school with Zach Moss? Yeah, dude. Remember Zach Moss? Um, backup running back for the Raiders. Um, yeah, he's like backup. Crashed his dad's truck. Back up to the backup. Threw up bourbon all over <laughs> his dashboard. Yeah, I smoked pot uh, in the in the uh, guy's locker room. Uh, got kicked yep. out of school. Yep, that's his running back. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very Habersham name. There are... Zach Moss, yeah. Raiders, go Raiders. Zach Raider Moss, down. Our HCHS, go Raider. Raider that. There was another Habersham name. I don't remember. The bulldog, not a bulldog. The bull flag carriers. Guide on carriers. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're, you're talking about a, a player's name. Or yeah, a, yeah. A student's name. What was I'm that? I was trying to think of Guidon carriers. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was like an attempt that was... to get them hyped up. I think it was something one of the coaches thought of in like a meth fueled hangover. <laughs> we're we're god on carriers, you salty dogs, hunker down. And then like, they're like, he, Oh god, he's 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 in one of those raging fits. Let's uh <laughs> let's just go with it. Put it on the t shirt. He like Appease smoked him. meth and read the Wikipedia page on like samurai warfare. And found out that there was something called like a guidon carrier or something, and then like made a bunch of T-shirts, at blue graphics, and forced the children to wear it. That's how we get these boys riled up. It's getting me riled up. It's like no, no, no. Coach Cathcart. That's just the meth. That's the meth you did four days ago. That's still metabolizing. Um, Gene, when's the last time you slept? <laughs> I'm a guy on carrier. I don't need to sleep. He's like carrying around a mop and chopping <laughs> furniture in his house with it. I don't know what a guide on is actually. So, and I don't think he does either. It's a, is it a samurai thing? Guide on carrier. Is it, I think it's like a flag, a banner. Guide on carrier case. What? Guide on is a military standard. What? A guide on is a military standard that company slash battery slash troop or platoon sized detachments carry to signify their unit designation or branch slash corps affiliation. So it's the color guard of the army. They hold the banner. Yeah, it's color guard. You you that's inspired holder. Man, my I just thought like that it was some kind of weird part of samurai military hierarchy which would have been way cooler than a guy who carries a flag 
I thought it was just part of some meth-fueled fever dream. Oh, it was. Oh, it was definitely that. Yeah, maybe he should read the Wikipedia page on samurai warfare tactics next time rather than the <laughs> freaking flag boy for the military. <laughs> Where you're come not on, allowed flag to flag boy. Yeah, come on, flag boy. You're not allowed to carry a gun yet, um, but you can carry this flag. It's got a picture of a raider on it. That's right. Don't There's let it touch the ground. That. <laughs> or you'll be shot. You'll be taken out back and executed. Yep. There was another part of that that was so bizarre. I wish Weaver was here. He, could, he would remember because he was a Guidon carrier. It was like Salty Dog <laughs> Guidon carriers or something. It's like, are it, we uh... even the Raiders anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... He puts. I think he still puts it on his his resume. It's how he got into his residency. He was head salty dog guide on carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Raider wood <That> chopper. It's <laughs> oh, a weird time for uh, Haversham Sports that year. <laughs> yeah, I think they were trying to do the Auburn thing, like have like six mascots. <laughs> and still lose, so yeah, they did the Auburn thing, and none of them um, makes sense. And then uh, I think Coach Cathcart was in like some kind of Habersham elitist Illuminati slash uh, sex ring, c- cuckold slash swinging ring, <laughs> ring. Um, and uh, Coach Auburn was in that as well. Is that his name? Coach Auburn. Coach Austin Auburn is the car driving class. Oh. I don't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. I was, Coach October. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't uh big on uh Raider athletics, even when I was one myself. Raider athlete. Um anyway. Alright. <laughs> Should we do ads? <laughs> Wait, weren't we in the middle of something? <laughs> I don't think so. We're talking about lot lizards. Okay, done. <laughs> team sucks. All right, my team sucks. Three and three. Uh, we can just go ahead and skip ahead to Gleber, Gutter Puss, three and three. We talked enough about Raider football and Gleber that we'll, we'll count him done as well. <laughs> um. Let's get through. Them all. We got to get through the middling swine, and then we can do an ad. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there anything to say about my team? Not really. Um, scraping by. Not doing too too hot. Uh, That's the story for everyone so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for Jeremiah and John somehow winning. Um, oh, I hate it. I guess it is this bad every year. I don't know. Um, Brim, Joe Diffie's three and three. Uh, what do you What do you say about a man who's said it all? We already talked about his running backs. You know, Clyde edwards Solaire, David Montgomery, Zach Moss. <laughs> Raiders. That's how we got on it. <laughs> let's uh, Let's not go down that road again. <laughs> Groundhog Day, all over again. He did Brim's first 
round pick, I think sixth overall, if I'm not mistaken, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who was kind of good and then disappointing, and now Le'Veon Bell is there. So, yep, I, I I was like, I don't know that name during the draft. I was like, I'm gonna stay away from that name. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick a rookie in the middle of the first round. I'm sorry. I don't care if he's on the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. The Master Chiefs. Right. So, and now that Le'Veon Bell is there, who's going to be the bell cow? Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been uh, relegated to guide on flag carrier <laughs> for the Chiefs. <laughs> flag boy. Demotion. Right. He's been demoted big time. Um, but is Brim's RB1? Dishon- he's been dishonorably demoted. <laughs> yep. He's the guy on carry. All right. Um, Kevin Everett's 3-3. Three and three. Another middling swine. Um, I'm pulling for Kevin Everett's this year. I yeah? think they could go all the way. Yep. Just picking a random person. What's your platform it- on that? Um, you know, I like cheering for the underdog that doesn't really have much going for him in fantasy or otherwise, and just wanna, <laughs> you know, wish him the best. <laughs> That's the platform. Ship it. Are you trying to get him to not kill himself or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. No, I I'm him just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here you for you, Kevin. on my couch to watch Red Zone. If you ever need to talk. Um... I'm pulling for you. We're rooting for you at TFB. <laughs> Wait, I think your audio cut out. Oh, shoot. It's reconnecting. And I'm back. Oh, he's back. All right. Um, Kevin's team. Kevin's been making it rain with the fab. He's uh, He brought in Chase Claypool, um, Debo Samuel. Is that it? I thought he did something else. Oh, he picked up Antonio Brown. Did you see that? Wait, did I lose you again? Oh, jeez. Um, I'll give him a sec. Tune back in. I'm going to eat some nuts. 47-minute mark. I think I'm back. I think you're back. I'm going to write down that 47-minute mark. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Uh, Kevin got Antonio Brown... There's, like, news of, like, the Seahawks maybe being interested in him among other teams after he serves his suspension Yep. for, what did he do, rapes? He did rapes, um, and then he got kicked out of the league and uh, started a rap career, and now I guess he's coming back to the NFL. Oh, he went to Canada. Oh. I had him last year is the only reason I know so much. I feel like the odds of him being fantasy productive are insurmountably low. Yeah. Yep. He I don't I don't see you starting him ever. I think I blew my second round pick on him last year. You did, I remember. Um how is he going to so if he goes to the Seahawks, which is already very crowded <clears throat> with um, what DK Donkey Kong Metcalf, um, that other guy, the fast fast boy, um, <laughs> Lockett Tyler Lockett. 
and uh, Tyler Higby. All he's going to do is like Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to actually be productive. He's just going to torpedo the value of other players, making their even less fantasy-relevant players. That's just yeah. a, the MO of these players but this the, season. But the team isn't doing it for fantasy, we must remember. I guess so. They want more weapons. Well, do they even... They don't need more weapons. Like, what are they going to do? Like, whatever. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. They're going to no, go to they're Washington. Gonna... They're going to go to <laughs> Delaware. They're going to go to the south borders of Texas and blow... The wind of God. <laughs> so that went from Howard Dean go and segued into the preacher guy. <laughs> Creepy pastor. It's good. They're pretty similar men. Character um, I'm working on. He screams cities around the country. <laughs> um. Wait. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I don't think AB is going to do anything. I guess there's no harm in just picking him up for free and seeing. But right. I thought about it, but only at four dollars. Yeah, it's if any. I think you're just picking up a frustrating person to sit on your bench. Um, convenience to add to your yeah. Right, going to make your life less fun because now you're going to have to like dissect all AB news for the next like three weeks. Which is going to be a Congratulations, wild ride. you just bought yourself a job. Yep. Or a, a chore. You have an extra chore. Fantasy. Yep. And then when so. you drop him week 11, you're going to regret all that time you spent researching. <laughs> That's what I like. Some of these players are like, I like they call them poison pills. Like AJ Green, I will never pick him up. Um He's great, though, for, like, just distracting and just crushing the morale of other teams. So, whoever has, like, like he's great because he sucks. Yeah, you might start him. He's going to be on that weird fringe on your bench. He's going to take up a bench spot. All right. Jeremiah just picked him up. Good. Let him deal with that for a while. Um, I think I just picked up a poison pill that, <laughs> that uh, Chris dropped and Mark Ingram who is going to frustrate me to no end, but I'm going to just kind of ignore it and see if he does anything. I like him. Yeah. You know, in this RB climate, we'll see what happens. Um, there's some other players that are like that. Can you think of any? I think um, usually it's like they were a big name several years ago, but like they're not good anymore. I don't know if he's still in the league. CJ Anderson was one of those for me. <laughs> like one of those just stay away from guys. Right, if you look, it's like, uh, oh, you got to roster him. But Yeah, any Falcons player, any Dolphins player, mostly any Browns player. Yeah. Honestly, Julio Jones has become one. Like, you can't yeah. drop him. In fact, he might even be on the can't cut list, but he's going to, you're going to start him. He's going to lose you weeks. I don't know. I was kind of getting that vibe off of Kenyon Drake as well. So that's why I flipped him to Chris. Oh, he's actually yeah, done decent, but there's there's the the poison pills. I guess they're more of a a top tier, and then there's like the middling swine guys. Who I guess are <laughs> basically doo doo characters or not characters. What are they players? What are these guys players? players? <laughs> what do they do? 
Um, <laughs> their characters. These doo-doo characters have been playing too much D&D. Um, doo-doo players who are basically a poison pill that are virtually inert on your team. They don't do anything. <laughs> like, carry on Johnson. True. I didn't want to draft him. He was just sitting there like a matzo ball. And I was like, I could use him as a flex, maybe. And right. he's just going to sit on my bench all year. And I'm not going to drop him because, like, maybe I'll need him. But no one's going to trade me for him. Nobody wants carry on Johnson. Yeah. Drop him. Except, Do it. I think you want carry on Johnson. Oh, I don't. I agree with you completely. He's a like neutral poison. Yeah, um, neutral poison character. But and I, then I thought you were trying to get me to drop him so you could get him. Oh no, I don't want him. Please, <laughs> actually keep him. So I'm not even tempted. Um, that's, I a, kinda... that's like a brim player. <laughs> like someone brim would. I keep calling him player. Wait, no players. Yeah, they are players. Um, I drafted uh, I drafted Golden Tate, and the second I finished typing Tate, I was like, oh, what did I do? Um, yeah, yeah. And then he was do- he- I had that same exact feeling about him. Like, he sucks. I'm never going to start him. Why did I even draft him? I could have got someone with upside, and then I just dropped him, and he sucked. And I think maybe someone else picked him up, and he's just doing the same thing on their bench. But... Hate that. I, I try so hard every year. I'm like, I'm not going to draft that person. I don't care. I'm going to reach for the no-name rookie potential before I do that. And I've been really good about it until on Johnson this year. It's like, let someone else take him. Let Kevin Everett or Brim or Ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ray, Ray will scoop him up. Like, Why does right, nobody want him? Because oh. <laughs> Ray... Is just drafting right off the list, and there's this one guy who hasn't been selected, but is ranked. And, uh, yeah. That's how Ray ends up getting. <laughs> I don't know. These guys. He's doing better than me, so can't yeah. really throw too much shade. Right. All right. Let's move. Everyone's up. doing better than me, so if I'm making fun of them, it's just because I'm projecting my own feels. Being a little salty. Being a salty dog guide on warrior. Yep. Carrying um, the flag. <laughs> the white um, flag. <laughs> pretty good. Alright, Skechers for life. He's our last middling swine at three and three. Um He has the most points of any of the three and three teams. Aaron Jones has been good. Stefan Diggs, Pat Mahomes. Not bad. Rob, <laughs> Rob dropped Big Ben and picked up Tua. There was, it just feels right. Rob has to have Tua. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. What did you think of that whole thing? The whole benching Pat, Fitzpatrick and starting Tua? Um, <clears throat> as long as, I mean, we can always bench Tua again. And yeah. no harm, no foul. You know, we maybe get two losses where Fitzpatrick could have scraped up one, uh, maybe two, but like that's not gonna kill us. I don't think, you know, we're not gonna do anything great this year. Um, as long as Tua's injury doesn't get worse, I'm good about it. Yeah, 
I feel like there was a division between actual Dolphins fans and like people who casually follow the Dolphins. Like people who casually followed it were like, "Wait, they they're winning, and the funny guy smiles on TV, and he has a good beard, and we like him. Um, why would you bench him?" And then there's actual Dolphins fans that are like, "Yeah, we were gonna go like eight and eight with him. Um, he's gonna lose us games, and we." It's like. <laughs> we're we're benching a 37 year old journeyman quarterback to start our fifth round pick, and people are trying to call that a bad move. I'm like, well, what are you? In what world right. is that a bad move? Just because you like I, him as a person, and it you want to see him on Thursday Night Football, like smiling and jumping around. Like, sorry, <laughs> dude. That is exactly Mark Rick syndrome. We like him. <laughs> He's a good yeah. Christian man. He makes <laughs> us feel good. It's like, yeah, but he's just mediocre. Like, yeah. we spent a bunch of resource on this better guy, hopefully, right. or more potential young gun. And uh, fans of other teams gun. are like, no, you guys should be happy going 8-8 eight and eight with the funny guy at quarterback. That's you would like that. Yeah, you, would you don't like want that. us to be in your club because you're. Yeah, you Steelers at, fans, Packers fans, Saints fans, like, whoa, we just win. What? Like, if you were we three and three right lot. now, you'd be freaking out and calling for a quarterback change. But right, that's like socioeconomics in a nutshell. It's like keep the little man down, while the one percent keeps gorging. Yeah, pretty much what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. I don't know. Now, if like Tua sucks, people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, put him back. Put Fitz back in." Like, no, just trade Fitz for all I care. I don't care. Yeah, I like him, like anyone else does. But like, I like. Let's use Tua. I like. I would a lot like to have people. seen. Doesn't mean they need to be a quarterback for my team. I wish they put Tua in for more than just three plays. You know, if they put him in for, like, the whole fourth quarter or, you know, yeah, weaned him in a little bit before having him start a whole game. But, I mean, how can you really judge a rookie quarterback by a handful of plays in garbage time, you know? Right. I mean, he, he must look pretty good in practice is all I can think. Um, we'll see. I'm sure he'll have some growing pains. But yeah, he's are... going to throw like six picks and then they're going to put Fitzpatrick back in. And Fitzpatrick's going to be like kind of butthurt and he's going to suck. Um, yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And then the Dolphins will, you know, perpetuate their mediocrity. They will go 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> And then we'll trade to a... And it will just continue. The little man will stay little. The Packers will go thirteen and three. The Saints will go fourteen and two, and world keep on turning. Um, let's see. Uh, all right, going up, we're gonna step up a tier finally um, to the four, five, and one teams we have, and I'm gonna call them the four horsemen. In keeping with our animal metaphors. Oh wait, read your ad. <laughs> Uh, bad time to keep it everything barnyard themed (laughs) 
da. Oh, this one seems familiar. <clears throat> Sup, sad sacks. Tired of the same dinner every night of the week? Yep, I'm talking to you, millennials. You know the drill. Sunday, mother's gruel. Monday, <laughs> grandmother's gray gravy. Tuesday, grandmummy's milled oats. Wednesday, sissy's steamed husks. Thursday, Paw Paul's Paul. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thursday, Paw Paul's Pale Porridge. And Friday, TT's Tepid Mush. <laughs> what is TT? <laughs> um, oh, and then, of course, Saturday, Bam Bam's Boiled Bird. Over and over and over, ad nauseum. Black. Well, now there's a solution for your Monday to Friday, baby. <laughs> start that one over <laughs> well now there's a solution for your monday to friday baby boomer slop slog it's called donkey dinner donkey dinner is a farm to table zero waste subscription meal delivery service that brings dinner directly to your door think you've heard this one before you haven't you entitled millennial Unless you've you listened have. to past episodes, <laughs> you probably have. Each week's donkey dinner is delivered, well, by a donkey. But wait, there's a catch. The donkey not only delivers the meal, the donkey is the meal. <laughs> That's right. Every bit of that donkey will be used up in our unique weekly recipes. Monday, jawbone jambalaya. Tuesday, neck meat and quinoa. Wednesday, entrail empanadas. Thursday, sinew sliders. And of course, every millennial's favorite, avocado toast with donkey teeth. That's right. And don't worry about a mess. Each donkey comes strapped with a... T- <laughs> Each donkey comes with it comes strapped with a tarp and a. <laughs> Each donkey comes with a stra- <laughs> strapped with a tarp and a slaying sword for a quick death and an ever quicker cleanup. <laughs> Subscribe now on our app. <laughs> donkey dinner. Uh, I remember that. Oh, one. I'm, gl- I'm glad they're back. <laughs> they're right. <laughs> I think they had some lawsuits. Uh, that they had to trudge through, and now they're back on our podcast. <laughs> what better time than now in these uncertain times? Very uncertain. Um, uh, all right. Five and one teams. The Four Horsemen, uh, starting with Sheldon's team, which is now called Kyle XY Season 4, which I don't understand. Um, <laughs> he's on a... Three-game win streak. He spent all of his monies on Mike Davis, which actually turned out to be a good move. Been a stud until McCaffrey comes back, I guess. But he also has McCaffrey, so he's good there. Um, Not much more to be said about this team. (laughs) Got anything? Nope. That's it. All right. He spent all of his space bucks, and I hope he's happy. 
<laughs> he is. You spent all your space bucks and you're not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our newly, um, actually, freaking five-game win streak, Ray Bars, uh, Ray Harris, uh, five and one. How did he do it? Uh, it beats me. <laughs> I think he's just... Um, <laughs> I think other teams aren't scoring that many points against him as part of it. Um, but he... Oh, uh, he's getting the TFB treatment. Yeah, he's getting he's that. Score really low, but the person he plays is on their worst week of the season. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get into the playoffs, but you won't win the first round. <laughs> 80 point weeks are winning him games. It happened to me yeah. once. Yeah, last last week he won with 87. Oh yeah, he beat he beat Lot Lizards who were, gave up. Hey! What's going on back there? bit of quarreling. Um, I think he finally figured out how to use his fab because he picked up Robert Tanyan and Travis Fulgham. Um, I didn't know he knew how to use fab. He spent a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe he doesn't know how to use it well. Actually, he picked up Robert Tanyan for 26, being out Rob, who bit 28. Um, and then... How much did he spend on... Sorry, I'm trying to look up how much he spent on uh, Travis Fulgham. 36. Well, and then the next highest bid was 27. So, man, people are spending that much money for Travis Fulgham. The fifth string receiver for the Broken Eagles. Me and Sheldon set the precedent... That you're gonna have to spend a lot of money on Fab if you want who you want. Yeah, but that's like we were just hurting really bad, so we were desperate. And it came across looking like, oh man, people are paying premium, like premium, premium for people. Yeah. No, nah, we were just so desperate, and it worked out for him. Not so much for TFB, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. TFB kind of hurting, man. <laughs> Good for him. Um, all right, moving on. Our newly second place team, hundreds of wasps. Um, John, five and one, took his first L finally. To Koopa, upset of the millennium. Um, we'll see if John can keep it together, or if this is going to be his undoing. He I did lose undoing. Yeah. Well, he lost Dak to COVID ankle. Which was a big loss for him, um, and then, then fizzing out with our leader. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I feel like the sun's going out with a fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you have any hot takes you want to inject. Not a one. I think our brains are burned up now. Yeah. This thing's kind of running long anyway, so. Um, wow. Jeremiah is going to be starting the entire Cincinnati receiving core this week. Except their best receiver, who I have, T. Higgins. He's going to start Toiler Boyd and A.J. Green. Boiler Boy? 
Boil, <laughs> boiled bird. Boiled bird? <laughs> Wednesday. Just... Oh, is it Wednesday? Oh, today's boiled... Or TT's boiled bird. <laughs> Jeremiah's wide receiver one is boiled bird. Um, oof. I guess he does Thielen on by, so... He's having to, having to make some things work here. But... Anyway. He's fine. If I could just have half of his wins. (laughs) (laughs) Ask him. Probably wouldn't. All right. I'll trade you half of your wins for Daryl Henderweather. (laughs) 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 And a bag of rocks. (laughs) Two yards in a a cloud of dust. Daryl Hendershot. Or Devonta Freeman. I'll, I'll throw in a week. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it is kind of dire out here as far as, uh, you know, waiver wire goes here. Um, the fab landscape is strange. I, It's going to be tough for someone to dig their way out, I think, at this point. Now that we have such division in, You're telling me. in our league and in our nation, um, it's just a tough spot, man. Twenty twenty. <laughs> the wallering vermin, or whatever we were called. <laughs> wallowing I, I, vermin. This is a call to arms for all vermin. If we put our heads together, maybe we can think of something. I don't know what. Sounds like a veiled uh, call for collusion with the <laughs> lowest four teams combining <laughs> combining all their players to become one super rat. Um, One super rat to climb from the, the <laughs> cool swamps sewer, sewers. <laughs> you, watch out. Here we come. Yeah, it'd be like a Frankenstein uh, cyborg rat crawls out of the sewers. Um, starting quarterback, Jared Goff. Starting running back, Zombified. Freeman. Or sure. put together like an Exodia rat, like the left arm yeah. is yeah, Devonta Freeman. The right arm is Noah Fant. <laughs> <laughs> With the head of like Daryl Hendermether weather. Yeah, and then Jer- Jaron can contribute one of his two tight ends he's starting this week. <laughs> Autistic Cooper is the butt. <laughs> Definitely the butt. And um, maybe you guys would compete for three or four more wins the rest of the way. Exodia rat. Could do it. I'll turn a blind eye. <laughs> <laughs> and and the only way that it can be defeated is the uh, the top players, all the five and one players have to combine their worst players from their bench <laughs> to battle the Exodia rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fodder. It's just fuel <laughs> to feed him, to make him stronger. Right, they hold back their best men. They're like, you, defeat him. And it's just like their little like short guys with BB guns. They're carry-on Johnsons. <laughs> oh wait, no, Carry on Johnson's actually gonna be the left foot of Exodia Rat. Probably. 
Oh, yeah. Exodia Red's not that strong, actually. <laughs> no, no. It's just really big and dumb, but... <laughs> They're kind of clunky. Yeah. Exodia Red obliterate. <laughs> obliterates itself. And <laughs> puts up, like, 76 points. <laughs> Exodia <Wow>. Red <laughs> obliterates. Exodia and then Red. just starts... It's like it just like, chest starts glowing bright white and then it just encompasses its whole body and then it just like falls into cinders. Like Oh, I thought it was about to do a really cool move. Instead it just burned itself up. Yeah, that's the best we could do. That's what we could scrap together. It goes out like a freaking firework factory. Uh. Oh my yeah, this is about to be an epic finale, and it just it burned itself to pieces. Doesn't make playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to see it. You guys can uh, combine. Oh man! <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna work on that. <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it here. We'll go ahead and give the boys kisses, and mm. we'll see you later. Good luck this week. See you week uh, 15. Thanks, same to you. All right, bye. bye. Hello and welcome to Whispers of Appalachia. I'm your host, Jaron Smith, and I'll be your guide on this audio adventure as we wander through the wonders and depths of Appalachia. It's a beautiful crisp morning here as I step out of my cabin in the wilds of Appalachia. What a beauty that the ancient spirits have gifted upon us today. I venture outside and I see overhead a barn owl roosted upon a sycamore tree. A barn owl as a wonderful native species of Appalachia. Oh! Uh Uh-oh! He's taken on several bats as he's swarmed from above. Oh, we've got a dog fight on our hands. Whoa, what a beautiful gift it was to view that. As I continue my adventure through Appalachia, I come to a clearing, and ahead I see a beautiful babbling brook. Wow. Its waters are far too deep and high for me to cross with my moccasins, so I'll turn back. Whoa. Ahead, beyond this branch, I spy a clearing. Let me move this tree branch. Take it on, wasps. Oh, here we are in the clearing. I recognize this area. This was the site of an ancient Cherokee ritual. If one places one's hand to the ground, you can almost hear them.
venturing along, I spied a rock. I will overturn and see what kind of critters come out. Oh, I spy all kinds of grubs, pill bugs, and other unmentionable critters. Little Appalachian factoid, the mountain ground grub is actually an Appalachian delicacy. Let's give this one a try. Oh yeah. I've made a foe here. This ground shrew is eyeing me. I believe that grub was meant to be his dinner. Let me. Oh, I'm under hot pursuit. Just ahead lies one of my most favorite views in all of Appalachia. Oh, oh my goodness. There's a freeway running through it now. They've paved over paradise. Actually, this is a nice little spot. There's a cracker barrel right over there, right off that exit. Let me uh, quickly venture over there. See if I can get me a country fried breakfast. Hello. Oh, the old country store. What a beauty. Table for one, por favor. Ah, uh, the old peg game. One of my favorites. That grub's running right through me. I'm gonna have to use the Cracker Barrel bathroom right quick. Pardon me, ma'am. Oh, excuse me, sir. Oh, oh, pardon me. Oh, 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 excuse me, sir. Oh, oh there we go. That's, that's the bathroom. Yeah, oh my God. Hello. Yeah. Oh, let me get in the stall here. Yeah, let me, uh... See you next time on Whispers of Appalachia. <laughs>